Welcome to the Drive Deeper Podcast, where we gather together on your morning commute to dive deeper into the scripture and give you a word to meditate on the rest of the day so that you can walk closely with the Lord during your busy week. Today we're going to be looking at Mark chapter 10 verses 32 through 45, and we're going to be asking the question, So you really want to be the greatest. It's a pretty common thing to want to succeed, to be better. Nobody really desires to be the worst at something. You want to continue to excel, right? So you can imagine the disciples are desiring to be the best disciples they can possibly be. And we see this in James and John, who are getting excited. They're on their way to Jerusalem. You learn from the other gospel accounts, particularly Luke, there's this travel narrative to Jerusalem. And by this point, they're getting close. By the time they enter into Jericho, The people are telling Bartimaeus to stop trying to call out to the king because he's on his way to Jerusalem. And in Luke 19, starting in verse 11, Jesus proceeded to tell a parable because he was near to Jerusalem and because they supposed that the kingdom of God was to appear immediately. So he has to give the crowds that are following him a teaching about what it looks like to live in faithfulness, in obedience, as they wait for the true king who has won the victory on the cross and raised from the dead and ascended into heaven to come back and receive the kingdom that is his in its fullness. What does it look like to use what he has given you while you wait? So this is the mindset of the crowds. And it seems that the disciples have gotten swept up into this as well, because James and John ask him, grant us to sit one at your right hand and one at your left in your glory. You're going to be king, Jesus. We want to be right next to you. We want to be your right hand and your left hand man. Now, this to me is really, really interesting that they would ask this given the context of what we've just gone through in Mark about the first becoming last and the last becoming first. But additionally, given what Jesus just says to them in the three verses prior. So let's read verses 32 through 34. And they were on the road going up to Jerusalem, and Jesus was walking ahead of them, and they were amazed. And those who followed were afraid, and taking the twelve again, he began to tell them what was to happen to him, saying, See, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and to the scribes, and they will condemn him to death and deliver him over to the Gentiles, and they will mock him and spit on him and flog him and kill him, and after three days he will rise. Immediately on the coattails of this, James and John say, teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. Jesus asks them, what do you want me to do for you? And they said to him, verse 37, grant us to sit one at your right hand and one at your left in your glory. 
Jesus then directs their attention back to what he has just said about what's going to happen in Jerusalem, about what it means for the king to be truly coronated, welcomed in. It's not just through exclamations of Hosanna in the highest, blessed be the one who comes in the name of the Lord and palm branches being thrown down. But as we're going to talk about in Mark 11, what it means for Jesus to be exalted as king, as the first, is for him to become the least by giving his life on the cross and serving those whom he came to be king of. So he says, James and John, are you sure you're ready for that? Because if you want to be my right and left-hand man, your lives are going to look most like mine. Are you sure you're prepared for that? Because being that important on this earth as representatives of the kingdom of heaven is not just about the popularity and the fame and the glory. It's about you becoming like me and therefore serving others to the fullest capacity and suffering far beyond what others will. So Jesus says this in verse 38, you do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink or be baptized with the baptism with which I am baptized? And with these things, once again, he's pointing back to his death, to his rejection by the religious leaders. Verse 39, and they said to him, we are able. And Jesus said to them, the cup that I drink, you will drink. And with the baptism with which I am baptized, you will be baptized. But to sit at my right hand or at my left is not mine to grant, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared. And when the 10 heard it, they became indignant at James and John. And Jesus called them to him and said to them, You know that those who are considered rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. But it shall not be so among you. We'll just pause here for a second. Jesus says, you see the way that the Gentiles treat power, treat greatness, treat ruling over others. Those who are considered rulers lord it over people. The great ones exercise authority over others. It's about them being served. It's about their way coming to pass. Jesus says this in verse 43, but it shall not be so among you, but whoever would be great among you must be your servant. And whoever would be first among you must be slave of all for Even the son of man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So Jesus says, are you sure that you want to be great? Because to be great in my kingdom does not mean the same as it does to be great in the kingdom of this world. To be great doesn't mean fame and popularity. To be great doesn't mean that other people are going to bow at your feet and serve you and do whatever you want them to do. He said, instead, the first will be last. 
If you want to be greatest, it means that you are going to humble yourself more than anybody else, that you are going to think of the interests of others more than anybody else, that you are going to be the servant of all, the slave of all, and your life is going to be about laying yourself down for others. Because if we want to become the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, we're going to become more like the king of the kingdom of heaven, Jesus Christ. And Jesus says, for even the son of man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So if this is what your master's life looks like, are you sure that you want to be one of his greatest servants? To be great in the kingdom of heaven is going to mean increased persecution. It's going to mean increased suffering. It's going to mean increased self-sacrifice, increased service of others, which means that you are going to think less and less of yourself, of your desires, and of your own interests because you're focused fully on loving the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. And as a result of this, you are loving your neighbor as yourself. You're putting them before yourself and loving them like the king loved them by taking on flesh and going to the cross. Mm-hmm.